Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. Fox News alert, and this is big. The Intercept reporting moments ago, House and Senate Democrats are planning to unveil new legislation later this week that would officially expand the U.S. Supreme Court by adding four new seats that would take it from nine justices to 13 justices. The effort reportedly being led by House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler and Senator Ed Markey. He's reporting that the Democrats will be introducing legislation to expand the Supreme Court from nine members to 13 members and that you and two of our members on this committee will be sponsoring that legislation. Is that is that accurate? Point of so, order, Mr. Chairman. It's a that is not the this subject. It's not like an appropriate time to make the inquiry sub- of the chairman. That is not the subject of the markup. Expanding the Supreme that Court. Is not the, the subject report of that the, the chairman is going to be sponsoring legislation is not something to be talked about on the House Judiciary. In the middle of a markup. The gentleman. I waited till the bill was the over and asked the chairman suspend. a question. If you don't think it's important about. The Democrats trying to expand the size of the Supreme Court. Pursuant to notice, I think that's a pretty important pursuant issue. Pursuant to notice, I now call up H.R. 40, the Commission to Study and Develop Reparation Proposals for, for African Americans Act. For purposes of markup, remove the, the committee report the bill favorably to the House. The we take that re- as, can we take that as a no? You're not sponsoring that, Mr. Chairman? Two really big stories in that clip. Welcome to Stand Up for the Truth. We're going to get to our guest author Terry James in just a minute, but two stories you just heard discussed. Uh, Democrats, of course, no surprise, uh, planning to add four justices to the U.S. Supreme Court to give them a permanent majority, and it, and it would. It's called packing the court. That was the question that was asked. God bless Jim Jordan. And also, if you didn't catch that at the end there, what they were talking about bringing up is the House panel voting on advancing a bill on slavery reparations. And they're moving forward on this, the Democrats in the Congress. So this is a fascinating discussion, and we're going to bring in our guest today to talk about this at the beginning of the show, but we are going to get into end times topics and really focus this program on Antichrist spirits and strange signs of the end times. So our guest today, we're blessed to have back with us Terry James, an author, general editor, co-author of numerous books on Bible prophecy, hundreds of thousands of which have been sold worldwide. James is a frequent lecturer on the study of end times phenomena, interviews with national, international media on topics involving world events relating to Bible prophecy. Two big books I encourage you to look up. He's the author of Lawless. He's actually the editor of Lawless with many, many contributors End Times War Against the Spirit of Antichrist. Also, he's got a brand new novel out called Michael, Last Day's Lightning. Terry James, welcome back to Stand Up for the Truth. Thank you so much, Davis. Good to be here. Okay, Terry, before we get into what we had planned on talking about, these uh, breaking news stories that we just heard audio clips on. Now, I, I looked up the very beginning of the book Lawless in the foreword of the book by Wilfred Hahn. It says this, Vladimir Lenin, the one-time head of Soviet Russia, was reported to have said, there are decades where nothing happens, and there are weeks where decades happen, end quote. And what we're seeing today is news that is almost impossible to keep up with, the lawlessness that has increased in these last days, as is prophesied in the pages of Scripture. But I would love to get your response to what the left is doing, meaning left, globalists, progressives, Democrats. They want to take complete and permanent power of the judicial branch, the Supreme Court, by packing the court. I'd love to get your response to that clip you just heard. Well, excuse me, as often said, uh, elections have consequences. This election was one that has uh, some supreme consequences, if you'll pardon the pun, <laughs> with the packing of the Supreme Court and so forth. And uh, it is a, the Democrat Party, in my opinion, is a, is a lawless group. In my opinion, and uh, I know you're not supposed to say this maybe, but they stole the election. No question about it in my mind. Uh, and uh, so... I think this is a uh, prophetic uh, matter. It's not just a current of issues matter. It's a uh, it's a prophetic matter, 
And God's word, of course, predicted uh, that we would come to a lawless time in history, uh, and we're going toward the most uh, horrific time in history uh, due to that lawlessness. And, and the, the man of lawlessness, the, um, the the son of perdition, as you call, will be in charge of it all. We're heading that direction quickly. Yes, we are very quickly, and uh, as we see these things happen, uh, alluding to that quote again attributed to Vladimir Lenin, so much is happening, it it is really hard to keep up with. So before we get further into the podcast and talk about these issues, because this this is huge, what's happening, because it, it really will threaten our freedoms in America. We're already seeing threats to our religious freedom, for one, But um, in Romans 11, it says, Do this knowing the time that is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now, salvation is nearer to us than when we first believed. The night is almost gone and the day is near. Therefore, let's rid ourselves of the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. That's from Romans 13. So Terry James, um, Senate and House Democrats uh, unveiling legislation to move the number of Supreme Court seats from 9 to 13. And um, one of the justices, he justifies it by saying this, um, Senator um, Ed Markey, he's a Democrat from Massachusetts, he said, quote, This will shore up the public's confidence in the court and its legitimacy in the public's eyes, end quote. Well, that's not true. Because if you pack the courts with progressive or liberal or Democrats, it's not going to shore up the public's confidence. We already are at this place in America where there's there's just such a divide. So what are your thoughts on the agenda behind this? Is there anything I'm missing? Is it nothing but a power grab? It's designed to shore up the Democratic Party's future uh uh, decisions uh, that they that they put out the liberal things they want, the destructive things I think they want, and it shores up. Uh, if they get this, it will shore up uh, their ability to get everything they want uh, done, and and that's what it's all about. It's a power grab, and again, uh, it it shows the insane nature of uh, this one party's. Uh, uh, and it goes both ways. I mean, there's some other on the other side too, but. But there's an insanity. I think it's the insanity uh, Paul wrote about uh, under inspiration in Romans chapter 1, verse 28. Yes. When he said that, you know, people who turn their back on God uh, eventually come to a, God will turn them over to a reprobate mind. That means they cannot think straight. Everything they do, they call black, white, and white, black. And all we have to do is look at the issues and events of our, events of our time to see that, you know, they want to say that you can be any gender you want uh uh, Whatever is on your birth certificate makes no difference. That's turning your back on God, and it's also uh, showing a, a dementia, uh, a spiritual dementia, and I think that manifests also in a uh, in a physical dementia eventually. And I think that's about where we are. And I think it's very, very relevant to bring up Romans one. Thank you, because it also says uh, they suppress the truth in unrighteousness, and we understand the the they're blinded really, to the truth, but they also suppress the truth in unrighteousness. And it is uh, Romans 1, it's Isaiah 5.20, calling evil good and good Good evil. evil. And as we know, Terry, that the more you repeat a lie, the more people will start to believe it, or at least uh, start being deceived. Yeah, that was told us by William James, a philosopher, in the first place, and mm -hmm. Hirsch Goebbels picked up on that, uh, uh, Joseph Goebbels, and the Nazi regime picked up on that same theme, yeah. The more you tell, the bigger the lie is, and the longer you tell it, the more people will fall for it. So, Terry, I wanted to get into your book, uh, Lawless, before we mention your book, Michael, your brand-new novel that is just out. Um, You wrote a fascinating article over at raptureready.com called Strange Stellar Signs, Eerie Earthly Signals. And this is by Terry James. You um, Mention Luke 21, which, uh, you know, Mark 13, Matthew 24, a lot of uh, parallels, a lot of things that, that are detailed in each these three chapters on the, the, the signs in the end times. And one that is fascinating that you brought up, uh, Luke 21, 25, and 26, signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, uh, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, 
And then it says this, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And I'll let you just share a little bit about how you opened up this article before you actually got to what was fascinating to me was uh, this comet and what, what's actually um, what we're seeing signs of. But Terry, from your introduction to your article and Luke 21, please share your, your thoughts on the flow of this before we get into the strange stellar signs. Well, I can't remember exactly what I said in the opening, but uh, it is definitely, uh, uh, we are seeing, uh, you know, we, we, I think I opened it by saying something like, uh, you know, we go through all these things, cultural, all these cultural signals of where we are in God's prophetic timeline, cultural, social, uh, political, religious, but uh, one of the things that is, has been kind of uh, missed by most people because most people don't uh, don't pay attention to, well, they haven't until rule to lately things like UFOs and this sort of thing. Of course, it's becoming more so. But I thought there was just one area that was uh, missing um, analysis, I guess you'd say, and so that's what I wanted to do. And uh, certainly we see signs in the sun, moon, and stars. Uh, I think it started uh, maybe uh, this this very prophecy started coming into view, maybe when uh, man landed on the moon. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, certainly there have been signs in the sun, moon, and stars since. And uh, there are uh, many things happening both uh, in the planetary matters. You know, we saw we saw the uh, comet that hit Jupiter and left a big... Uh, a big uh, hole there, and uh, so we see we see more th- more things um, showing up. We have some strange things going on in some of the planets mm-hmm. uh, with Mars and so forth. We see some of the things they're talking about Mars, even thinking that there is some life there, has been some life there. <clears throat> and then Dr. Thomas Horn, who is a friend of mine who publishes my books, um, a lot of them Defender Publishing. He uh, he has studied on this uh, this comment that's coming that uh, the people don't want to talk about so much, hmm. and it's called it's called uh, Pothis, and it's the name of an ancient mysterious evil god. It's uh, named after that, and it is fastly approaching Earth from way way out in space. It's supposed to strike um, or come near the Earth, closest to the Earth, I think on April thirteenth, uh, nineteen twenty nine. And uh, Tom thinks that it could have something to do with um, within Revelation chapter Revelation chapter eight, where um, where it talks about uh, a, a body from heaven falling into the ocean and another one falling on the land, and uh, it is on trajectory to hit uh, to hit the planet or come very near. Scientists are saying, well, they probably won't hit the planet, but they're saying it's going to come so close that it's going to knock some of the satellites out of the sky. Well. Of course, other scientists say that's impossible. If a body that big comes close to the Earth, that close to the Earth, well, it's definitely going to impact because the gravity is going to pull it in. And so these are some of the things we see happening um, uh, in the sun, moon, and stars. And um, and I think we probably haven't seen the manifestation yet of men's hearts failing, from, failing them for fear, but I think the closer we get to some of these tribulation-era things, well, the, maybe we'll see some heart failure. And, of course, we won't see the tribulation, in my view. We, we will be raptured. That is, Christians will be raptured first. So, mm-hmm. But uh, but that's what, uh, that, that was kind of my take on the article. It's uh, fascinating. And, by the way, um, we're jumping right into the topics here with Terry James. If you want to listen to his testimony and hear a little bit more about the book Lawless, um, we'll put this link to his previous interview with us, uh, the podcast from December uh, 2020. It's called Terry James Lawless, End Times War Against the Spirit of Antichrist. So you can look that up and listen to that one to get a little more background. Uh, but this article was fascinating to me because we don't hear a lot about UFOs. We don't hear as much about comets. I think our media uh, intentionally, because they know there are conspiracy theorists out there that take it way too far, um, and uh, doomsayers, uh, but yet there's some prophecy involved here that we are now seeing some signs in the moons and the stars. And you mentioned in this article, by the way, I, I did pick up that other article too. I went and looked up that where Thomas Horn was talking about this. It says asteroid to hit the Earth uh, in 2029. Uh, first of all, w- some of us are wondering, Terry, we, we recognize it talks about this in 
the Gospels and in Revelation, but how can you be so specific with a date to try to set this trajectory? Um, how do you make that jump? How do you get there? I know people, experts and scientists study this, but can you explain that for us? Well, I have no idea exactly how they track these things, but this is an official this is an official thing from one of the space agencies. I don't know whoever does that tracking. And Tom, Tom has looked at it very carefully. Uh, and he hasn't set that date. That's the date they set. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is just giving out the. He doesn't. He doesn't set dates either. He just says that that's a possibility in his view of Bible prophecy in the future. If it hit, for example, just off the coast of California, where some scientists say that's where it's projected to land. If it does land in the ocean. Well, it would cause, you know, catastrophic damage uh, for miles and hundreds of miles, uh, no doubt. Um, and it might even, it's such a heavy uh, heavy object and coming so fast that it might even crack the, the crust of the earth beneath the ocean. And we don't know what kind of uh, thing that is on a, uh, that whole area is pyrotechnic anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what that would happen. But anyway, that's kind of the way Tom approaches it. And, um, and I think, you know, um, regarding the this UFO stuff, all of these UFO things that people don't want to touch on, I think more and more we're going to see that because I think it's going to be used as a narrative to be part of the great delusion that God says coming upon the earth at some point when this disappearance, uh, uh, when this disappearance of uh, millions of Christians happens, mm-hmm. and they can't explain it. I think they're preparing for this through more and more talk of UFOs. I think we'll see more and more of that. Uh, as being treated as a genuine news story. And I think, uh, in my view at least, uh, I can see where in Revelation chapter 13, when the false prophet calls fire down from heaven in front of uh, the Antichrist, uh, and uh, and all the world uh, more or less all is in awe and worships the beast, hmm. uh, that is the Antichrist, because of uh, this, all of this is going on. And I can see uh, at that time them using that as a deluding factor to say that it's uh, this fire coming down from heaven and our UFO brothers coming to make things right on earth. Hmm. Uh, and I, I can see that I can see that happening very plainly in my in my view. Um, and uh, so uh, uh, I think that we're going to see more and more of that as time goes on. And um, and we, we can be uh, expecting the news media not to be so uh, skeptical of it. I don't think they're skeptical anyway. They just go along with, uh, they don't want to look too foolish. They already do, but they don't want to look any more <laughs> foolish, I guess. <laughs> they already do, big time. Um, anyway, Thank Terry, you, right? uh, we, um, it's, it's fascinating that Tom, I just want to mention one more thing that he said, and then I want to go back to your article for a very encouraging point that's in the Gospel of Luke. Um, Tom Horn uh, said that I believe this—he's talking about the the impact of this kind of thing uh, to the Earth. He said, I believe it's going to make coronavirus look like a walk in the park on impact with the Earth, the contagion that is going to be brought to this planet. I think that's going to be a trigger event that that ultimately leads to the mark of the beast, and that's what you just alluded to. Now, in your article, where we started off talking about that a few minutes ago— uh, you started with Luke 21. Um, so the Lord's telling a progressive series of end time signals after his disciples say, uh, when are the signs or when will these things take place, they ask him. And one of the things that he said, Luke 21, 28, when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. So Terry, what you write, what we try to encourage people is that when these signs are happening, fear not, because they are prophetic, and we have salvation to look forward to, so it shouldn't be doom and gloom for us, but to those who do not know Christ, uh, that's a different story. I hear the music. We've got to take a quick break. When we come back with author and editor Terry James, we'll jump into his book, Lawless, a little bit more. Also get to his novel, uh, Michael, and also the list of resources, the R's, coming up on Stand Up For The Truth. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Today our guest is author and editor Terry James, and we'll get to his book, Lawless, that he uh, put together. 
uh, last year, and then his novel Michael, which is brand new, hot off the presses. But Terry, wrapping up your article, and again, it's called Strange Stellar Signs, um, Luke 21, we just mentioned, look up when these things begin to come to right. pass. Look up for your redemption draweth now. Let you wrap up uh, your final yeah, thoughts on this. I wanted to say that that word begin, and I said it in the article, is very important because we have seen these things begin to come to pass for some times, mm-hmm. which shows me that we are much closer to God's uh, uh, return, Christ's return uh, in the, in the, at the end of uh, uh, the Revelation there, where it says in 1911 that uh, you know he comes through the clouds and all that with his uh, with an entourage of Christians on white horses following and all that. And so when things begin to come to pass, well, these things have have begun to come to pass for some time now. So I think we can see that happen. And one other thing I want to talk about, again, was briefly was the UFO thing. Yes. Uh, When this this, uh, false prophet calls people down, you know, I believe that is, uh, it calls fire down from heaven, and, and people are led to believe it's people coming from space and all that. I believe that's chapter 12 uh, of Revelation, when Satan and his angels are finally kicked out of heaven for good. And, uh, you know, the Bible says, woe be unto the inhabitants of the earth, for Satan and his minions uh, uh, know that they have but a short time, and they come to earth. I think that's going to be at that point. And so the whole thing works together in a uh, in a very deluding way, I think, for those uh, on the planet at that time when Antichrist, uh, uh, when the false prophet causes uh, people on earth to worship Antichrist and his system of control or be killed. So those are things I think uh, is reasons maybe some people's uh, hearts are going to fail them for fear at that mm. point. Well, it, understandably so, um, especially if you have no faith and if you don't believe in God. Um, if you are not saved, uh, all you have is this life. So anything that would threaten the earth or this life or your health, of course, will will strike up fear. But I'm I'm just uh, one more thought on your article. Uh, it talks about the space rock. An asteroid is huge and might be on a trajectory that will bring it near the earth. You know, there. I, I heard. I read another part of the article where it's estimating. Uh, you know, about six hundred thousand miles. They're calculating how close. Uh, it will be to the Earth, or if it if it could take out satellites, then it could very well hit the Earth. But uh, this is something that a lot of people would panic about, and that's probably why the media doesn't speculate, even though a lot of scientists, as it says, NASA's trajectory, are they're calculating this. They're following right. this closely, and again, they're predicting that it's going to happen around you know April 2029. Um, so it says, finally, we cannot tell you exactly where that trajectory will be. So we don't know for sure, but there's science that they're they're following to look into this. And so, uh, Terry James, just uh, wrap up uh, the article. Final thoughts. Well, I think that, uh, you know, people's um, are going to become, and they're trying to avoid panic right now, so they, they're not talking about this apophis, it's called. Uh, that's what's been nicknamed. It's after an ancient uh, evil god. Um false god, of course, there is not but one god. And um, so um, I think that the media right now is covering up to avoid any kind of panic, and uh, I think they're probably searching for ways to deal with this. Maybe, you know, they, they've sent people to asteroids recently, to, or not people, but they've sent uh, robots to asteroids, asteroids to uh, retrieve some chemicals um, in, the, in the Earth and so forth, in the asteroid, and supposedly return them and all that. So and I've heard about them putting, planting uh, maybe uh, hydrogen or atomic bombs on some of these things to blow them apart. But it seems to me that would just cause more problems than it would do good. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I'm sure they're working on ways to deal with this. But um, God says in His Word that uh, you know there's going to be a giant body yeah. <laughs> land in the ocean and one on the earth. And of course that's what Tom was talking about. Uh, there's no telling what kind of. Uh, of uh, whatever pathogens or whatever it might bring with us, because it's said plenty is called uh, wormwood, mm-hmm. and it poisons the water. So what does that mean exactly? Well, we don't know exactly, but uh, certainly uh, such an impact is going to, at some point, kill a lot of people. Yes, and uh, Terry just referred to Revelation 8, 7 through 11, when it talks about the name of the star called wormwood, and a th- the th- third part of the waters beca- became wormwood, 
and uh, the waters were made bitter. So you can look up that reference as far as uh, uh, anything else we just talked about uh, on this article, Strange Stellar Signs. We have it linked up at StandUpForTheTruth.com in today's podcast post. It's by Terry James. It's also available at RaptureReady.com. So before we get to the politics of climate change and a, a chapter that I found fascinating in your book, Lawless, uh, we've been going through resources for friends and Christians and conservatives and people that just want to be informed and get news and get information from a biblical worldview and uh, ministries and, and, and sources that we recommend. And now we are going through the alphabet. We are on the letter R, and Rapture Ready is in there, Terry. And this wasn't planned. You're on the uh, podcast with us today, and we are on the R's. So here we go. Radical Truth with Tony Garuli, Rapture Ready. Terry James, uh, Ratio Christie, Reasons for Hope, Carl Kirby, Reformation Network, Renew America, Rick Scarborough, which is Discover America, Right Side Broadcasting, Rose Publishing, Rudy Giuliani's Common Sense, Rush Limbaugh, and Ryan Morrow with The Clarion Project. So we'll get to the S's on Monday. Terry James, the book Lawless, many contributors, uh, Jan Markell, uh, Tom Hoffman, let's see who else, Wilfred Hom, Nathan Jones, uh, Randy Nettles, Todd Strandberg, uh, so many others, Mike Gendron. We've had several of these uh, on our Dave podcast. Reagan, yeah. David Reagan, yes, Jim Fletcher, Damon Duck. We want to go to uh, Chapter 9. It's called, Who Are the Real Deniers? And we're going to talk about the politics of climate change because I found some things fascinating that's actually on the UN, United Nations' own website. But it talks about opens up the chapter, what's the most grievous sin one can commit? According to the climate alarmists, the most grievous sin is the denial that the earth is warming to unsafe levels because of our modern life. So you can read into that, man is the problem, (laughs) right? Man-made, global warming. Ed mentions teenage activist um, Greta Thunberg, who joined those who were condemning skeptics with her outcry at the United Nations in 2019 saying, how dare you? You've stolen my dreams in my childhood. Well, let's skip ahead now in this chapter talking about the United Nations Agenda 2030. And boy, there's some things in here. Sustainable development is supposedly uh, meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. And there's a list of 17 goals here in this chapter, Terry, that you, you put this together. Um, ending poverty and ending hunger, ensuring healthy lives, well-being for all ages, ensuring, quote, inclusive and equitable quality education and promoting lifelong learning opportunities for all, achieving gender equality. Now, this is on the UN's website, achieving gender equality and empowering all women and girls, (laughs) ensuring availability and sustainable management of water and sanitation, access to affordable, reliable, sustainable modern energy for all. It goes on in this list, um, reducing income inequality. This is on the UN's website, uh, Agenda 2030, um, definitely uh, infiltrated with Marxism here in that worldview of Marxism. So Terry... Your thoughts on the fact that they don't even hide it anymore, that they just think if you do not go along with them, the globalist view of climate change, that man is the problem and they have all the solutions, right? That well, what we, we see here is state right. setting for the coming Antichrist regime. Exactly. Paving the way, and that's exactly what's happening. This shouldn't surprise us, those of us who follow follow Bible prophecy, particularly from the pre-tribulation view of, uh, of the Bible, which is, I believe is the correct one. Uh, and climate change is going to be the religion of this thing, and then that's mm. and it's going to be at the center. You know, let's, let's preserve Mother Earth. That's going to be the whole thing. People, it shows, even though it shows right now that uh, most people, a high percentage of people, don't, don't particularly care for it. They're going to build it uh, up to that point that people are going to care, particularly when you see these things probably start to happen from space and so forth. But, you know, just the other day, maybe it was yesterday or the day before, uh, this Project Veritas, these people who, you know, these uh, these people who film things inside, they get inside and they film these things, 
particularly on the progressive side. And they film these things, and uh, they, they come up with uh, statements by people that shows what they're really thinking. And, you know, yep. the CNN guy that was, um, he was a planner of some kind, and he was they filmed him saying that, yeah, they, they did everything they could to, to win the election for Donald Trump, and uh, it was all Donald Trump and how bad it was, he was and uh, the orange man and all that kind of thing. And the, and the audio actually said that our next, our next uh, thing is climate change. That's what we're going to. That's what we're going to push next, mm-hmm. and, uh, and get and get everybody uh, upset about is climate change. Well, you know they've been playing that uh, that audio, and that ought to tell us that uh, behind all of this. And I believe it's a satanic thing. You know, Satan's mind is at work, and uh, masterfully so. And uh, and uh, so uh, this is all stage setting for uh, uh, for his coming Antichrist regime. He doesn't know when it's going to happen because he can't know the future, but he does know it's going to happen because God said so. And the only thing he denies is that uh, he's ever going to go in the lake of fire. He still thinks he can defeat God, which makes him, I guess, the ultimate, uh, ultimately um, uh, reprobate mind. Yeah, and ultimate optimist, too, and, and reprobate mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, a little, little uh, denial there, I guess. Um, so, Terry... Uh, we understand these things have been happening. You've been writing about it for years. The people we follow, the people we interview, and, of course, the people we, we hear writing about these things in the church, the evangelical community, Jan Markell, so many others. And we talk about these things, and we have for years. But now it just seems like within the last year and now possibly you know longer now because of the big virus, the coronavirus, um, it seems like so many things are happening and coming together quickly. There's a convergence of signs that we're seeing, and it's not just America. This is globally. They're all reacting to this. The globalists are. They all have this plan. Part of that plan, we, we move, move now from the politics of climate change. Uh, the Green New Deal is another threat, uh, another, another thing that they're pushing. That uh, It's in your book, Lawless, in that same chapter, by the way. It's now advanced to the forefront in American politics. So according to Wikipedia, the Green New Deal has proposed a package of the U.S. legislation that aims to address climate change and economic inequality. What does economic inequality have with the, the earth, the, the well, warming of the earth? That's what they want, a pure communist system. That's what works best for Satan's, Satan and his minions is a communistic system where one central authority controls all. That's who Antichrist will be. And uh, wealth distribution is at the heart of all of this climate change business. They want American assets. And this all comes down to the very first, uh, I think, the very first uh, signal that Jesus gave when his disciples asked him, what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And uh, deceivers, deception hmm. is going to be the very first thing. And this is all massive deception upon uh, on the people of planet Earth, upon non-believers, because believers shouldn't believe this stuff if they really study and pray. God, God will give them truth. But yeah, I think it's a wealth distribution uh, and part of this climate change, uh, Mother Earth, uh, Earth worship, and all of this kind mm-hmm. of thing. And uh, and it's it's um, it's a great deception. That's the very first thing Jesus said you had to look for as deception, deceivers. Not only in religion, when he said, you know, there'd be many false prophets, false teachers arise, but we look at the deception that's taken place over the past uh, uh, four years with this uh, with, the, with this whole election process. One lie after the other. Mm-hmm. And, and Mr. Trump was exactly right. It's fake news. What is that? Nothing but deception and lies. And that has been forefront, and, and they've been caught at it um, time and time again. Yeah. By the way, I'm, I'm so glad you pointed that out. That's the first thing that Jesus said in Mark 13, Matthew 24, Luke 21, first thing he responded to his disciples when they asked for what will be the signs when these things are about to take place, he said, don't be deceived, see to it that you are not misled. That's the first thing he said, he warned them. Uh, Terry, we just have a few minutes left, and I do want to read something that was written about your brand new novel called Michael. It's from Dr. Tim LaHaye. He said, Terry James is not only a good author, he's one of the few who knows why this world 
is on the verge of self-destruction and what must be done about it. The reason he has a deep understanding of the end times prophecies of the Bible, both Old and New Testaments, for they alone reveal the wonderful plan that God has for the future of mankind today and for our eternal future. So a great word over on the page of your new novel, Michael, Last Day's Lightning. Tell us about this. Well, Dr. Dr. LaHaye, Tim, Tim was a great, great friend of mine for many, many years, and and he and I, you know, we'd get together on occasion. I'd go down to the pre-trib conference, and <laughs> he and all of us would get together, and we'd have a great time. And Tim said some very kind things about me. Of course, he, he, he died in 2016, uh, 90, 91 years old, I think. Wow. But, uh, but he, he, uh, we decided to go ahead and use this quote because he had, he had endorsed uh, several of my books, including uh, fiction. And, um, of course, he and Jerry Jenkins wrote that great series, uh, Left Behind series, that mm-hmm. uh, was so successful. And uh, so I'm very, uh, I'm very thankful for Tim as a friend, and uh, that his words, even in endorsement, uh, you know, still live on, and I'm very thankful for that. So you might classify Michael, The Last Day's Lightning, as Christian futuristic fiction, and would that be accurate? Yeah, I think so. You know, Daniel chapter 12 tells us that in the last days, Michael, the archangel, will stand up for Israel. Hmm. And I think we're here. It's fascinating. And it says, close, he told Daniel to close, the angel told, uh, Gabriel told uh, Daniel to close up the book until the time of the end, because Daniel wanted to know when all these things were going to be. He was curious, and Daniel didn't get to know. He just said, close up the book until the time of the end, or then it will be open. And Michael, the archangel, will stand up for uh, your people, Israel. And so that's what this is about. It's kind of because we see all these other things developing uh, everywhere you look on the prophetic stage setting for uh, for the coming tribulation era and, of course, for Christ's return. And uh, and I think that um, there's so many evil things happening from the standpoint of demonic activity everywhere you look. And and Satan's uh, forces have been unleashed on the world and so on. Politics, in religion, and economy, and global government, anywhere you want to look at it. So I believe that God will always meet with opposite and equal reaction anything that He allows Satan to do. Hmm. And I think one thing is that uh, the, maybe the archangel Michael is beginning to show up. Maybe he is the one who uh, was instrumental in that cyberspace attack that uh, stopped the um, the development of those centrifuges over in Iran the other day. Uh, to keep World War III from happening, because if it, if, if it wasn't done in cyberspace and um, through that sort of thing, well, uh, I'm convinced Israel would do whatever it took to uh, take out those nuclear reactors. Wow. So I think Michael and his angel- and God's angelic forces are beginning to stand up now, and that's what this novel is all about. It's fiction, yes. but it's based upon, and I think it's a, I think it's a story that people will entertain, but it also has a lot, backed up by a lot of biblical truth and a lot of technology, a lot of deep state-type uh, uh, fictional accounts I, in my own mind that have been going on. And so I think they found it a, a kind of like a, a, a geopolitical, international uh, intrigue-type thriller. I hope that's what they find out, as well as a you know, biblically-based uh, uh, fiction. You can find the book, Michael. Uh, Last Day's Lightning on Amazon, but also at raptureready.com. Uh, Terry James, um, based on Daniel 12, 1 through 4, and also the book Lawless that we touched on last time we had Terry on. 17 writers, and uh, Terry was the general editor uh, of this book, Lawless. So, Terry, we so appreciate your perspective, and thank you for your time. God willing, we will talk to you again, brother. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. When we come back, we'll talk about some recent articles and recent news stories to wrap up the week on Stand Up For The Truth. Keep it right here. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. We're back uh, talking about a couple news stories now, and Terry James alluded to the fact that James O'Keefe with Project Veritas is now banned. I believe Twitter took their entire account down. I think I just saw that headline this morning. Um, And that will happen to more of us. But I just was handed this before the program today from the Epic Times. Facebook and Instagram block users from sharing the New York Post report on Black Lives Matter co-founders' multi-million dollar property purchases. 
Too late. We already shared that a couple days ago. Now we have to keep an eye on, did they delete those? Are they going to uh, shadow ban those? Are they going to censor those articles? So I'm looking back to where we, we first shared it. And again, it's the New York Post story on the Black Lives Matter co-founders uh, having $3.2 million in property. It's just astounding, the whole thing. But um, I'm looking for it right now, and boy, I don't, I don't see it. But that doesn't mean it's not there. Let me just look real quick. I'm scrolling this, the news feed to see if it's there. And uh, okay, is it? did they remove it? Wow. Okay, they may have removed that story. They may have removed that story. So again, this article says Facebook and Instagram block users from sharing the truth. It's a New York Post report on Black Lives Matter, the co-founders, multi-million dollar property purchases. So let me go over to one other page here while I uh, have you, your attention, because this is censorship, and don't put it past them. This is a true Story. These co-founders literally own this property. You know what, guys? I don't see it. It's not on. I just went over to my personal Facebook page as well. It's gone. It is gone. I don't see it. Now, let me go over to the article um, on my website. That's going to be probably banned as well. Uh, Blocked. Again, this breaking story today. Facebook and Instagram are blocking actual news, not fake news. They're blocking news because it reflects negatively on Black Lives Matter. Um, so may, let, let, let's, let's just share with you a couple of the details. We talked about it a few days ago. According to reports, BLM raked in between 90 and $100 million last year. Now, they've also, they have over a billion dollars since 2013 when they were founded. But the, founder, the two co-founders, Patrice Con Colors and her wife, they are Marxists, they are lesbians, and they are BLM activists. They now own four homes worth over $3.2 million in the United States, and they're looking at a place, according to this report, in the Bahamas. So I'm going to just click over on that and see if you can still get to the New York Post. Okay, you can still get to the New York Post article. It came out on April 10. Maybe I didn't look that far back enough on my news feed. It came out on April 10. Now I'm looking at April 10, um, April 11, April 12, April 13. It's not there. It is blocked on Facebook. It was, and it got a lot of people, a lot of interaction on my author Facebook page and my personal Facebook page, and now it is gone. It is gone. Travis, would you please check the Stand Up For The Truth Facebook page and see? I know we posted a story or at least linked to it. So this is censorship, friends, and this is communist policy. Just a reminder. So this is what's happening, um, unfortunately. Um, Now, I'm going to go over to Freedom Project Media. Um, We just released a video yesterday on this very story, um, on my website, the title of the story is called, Do Some Black Lives Matter More Than Others? And Freedom Project put out the video that I recorded a couple days ago. It just was released yesterday. They titled it, Proof Black Lives Matter is All About the Money. And as of right now, I'm looking at it still on the Internet. It was released yesterday. It's got 58,000 views in less than 24 hours. That's over at Freedom Project USA. If you go to Facebook and search Freedom Project USA, and it's also on the freedomproject.com media website. So right now it it is, I would consider that viral for videos that we've done, that I've done, um, in less than a day, 58,000 views. So that, that's astounding to me. But it's based on a true news story. It's based on the Marxism behind Black Lives Matter, the hypocrisy, right? You've got the co-founders of Black Lives Matter who are millionaires or multimillionaires and have all these homes, and you've got people suffering. And they're, they're, spo- they're all about oppression, right? They're saying, oh, blacks are being oppressed. Well, are they helping out any Black lives in inner cities, in black communities, in poor 
city pockets in America. They don't address the black babies aborted, murdered in the womb since 1973. The number is around 20 million, which we'd consider a genocide. What about the lives across the ocean, uh, across around the world? Hundreds of thousands, in fact, millions of black lives impoverished, oppressed, persecuted. They could spare a few million here and there and help those people in need, right? But the leaders apparently are putting it into real estate properties for themselves and vacation homes. Um, Wow. Wow. The New York Post article, I've just handed this note, it is gone from Facebook. I shared it last week. It's gone. And so, yeah, I should pull up that story again. But this is unfortunate, guys. This is what happens in in, um, big tech censorship times that we're living in. And uh, it's just really, it's really sad. Uh, Don't feel helpless. Um, Don't be hopeless. This is going to happen. We do whatever we can do to raise awareness. That's why we've got this list of links and information, resources on our page, over 150 links we want to direct you to. But this story, this is concerning because this is censorship. So since I'm on this topic, let me just skip over. Um, In fact, Jan Markell shared that article too yesterday. Um, Understanding the Times, Olive Tree Views. She's got a news feed on headlines that she shares. So look up that story and see how long it's online. Do do some black lives matter more than others? Uh, For now, it's still on my personal website. They haven't shut that down. But uh, it's just, it's astounding to me that this is happening. Um, No, it's not astounding. Let me just go over a couple of the worst cases of big tech censorship, according to the Media Research Center. Um, Another New York Post story. Last October on Hunter Biden. You don't hear much about Hunter Biden in the news, right? Why? Because most of the reports would be negative and would reflect negatively on the president, Joe Biden, or the person that's in the White House, <laughs> however you want to. Um, the Biden secret emails, the China, Ukraine. Talk about corruption. Um, they had... Just all kinds of deals with China. You've got recordings. You've got a paper trail. You've got Hunter Biden's laptop that he still hasn't admitted it was his. He said he doesn't know. I mean, there are pictures that come that are being released on that thing of him with prostitutes, of him taking drugs, um, disheveled, uh, you know, not shaving, just just like he just woke up in the morning, shirtless. It's Hunter Biden. But yet he says, I'm not sure if that laptop's mine. Could a Republican get away with that? You know the answer to that. So uh, that was a New York Post bombshell story last October. Um, his, Hunter Biden's extensive drug use. He, he made his own pornography. Um, there are emails and text messages about deals with, in Ukraine mentioning Joe Biden as the big guy when he was VP with uh, Barack Obama. Um, mentioning Joe Biden, who got a cut from the deal, so he made money as well. Well, Twitter disabled the link to the story, calling it potentially unsafe, and then it blocked the New York Post. That's how Twitter, Facebook, the Democrat media, and big tech conglomerate, that's how they react to stories that will give you accurate information on Democrat heroes. Um, So the Media Research Center polling company showed that even Biden voters, once they read about the truth of these stories, they would have changed their vote or not have voted for Joe Biden had they known this. And this is just one major story, the scandal on Hunter Biden. The next one, one of the worst cases of big tech censorship, uh, Twitter censored Trump. Remember that? Over mail voting, mail-in voting. And look what happened at the election. It was chaos. Um, anyway, so they, twi- they censored that one. YouTube now, YouTube removed a video by uh, Dr. Atlas, the coronavirus task force. Scott Atlas, MD, was featured in a video critical of lockdowns, social distancing, and closing the economy and churches and everything else. He was critical of that. YouTube claimed the video contradicted the World Health Organization. 
and they removed the video. Facebook demonetizes not only me, Stand Up for the Truth, uh, other conservative Christians, satire. The Babylon Bee is a satire, satirical news outlet. It's comedy. And Facebook demonetized them. Um, And finally, Instagram killed FBI stats. And I I write about this in my book, Canceling Christianity. Um, When people started citing actual FBI crime statistics that showed black-on-white violence and murders are much more prevalent than white-on-black, Instagram removed them. So apparently Instagram to their credit, reversed that decision and reinstated the, the deleted posts. But I'm sure that's a rare occurrence. So I couldn't get to these other stories I wanted to get to because we're running out of time. But uh, it's there. We're going to deal with censorship. Again, the big story, the revelation on the true sp- real estate spending spree by the Marxist lesbian co-founders of Black Lives Matter, $3.2 million properties uh, in America, in the U.S. alone. Their purchases, that is now blocked on Facebook and Instagram. The stories that we shared on Facebook last week, they've been removed. And I just want to call your attention to that's a huge story. It will continue to be a problem. Remember, censorship and silencing the opposition, that is communist policy. And beware. Uh, When we come back, we'll let you know who our guests are next week. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. Okay, Travis, is it safe to say that Monday it will be, um, we were going to have Kevin Sorbo on Monday. We've got to change now. Uh, because we just couldn't lock down that date with Kevin. We, we tried and kept on going back. We've had Sam Sorbo on um, a couple times. We're trying to get her to reach. Hey, give, get, tell Kevin that he, he's in trouble at home if he doesn't come on Stand Up For The Truth. But anyway, um, so we've got uh, Dr. Corey Miller from Rachio Christie. We're going to talk about critical race theory on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, um, can't wait to get to Dr. Stephen Black. And he's got a new book out. He's a former homosexual. And he actually works, I think he's from Oklahoma, he works with, um, oh my goodness, Laura Perry, former transgender. We've had her on like three, four times. So Stephen Black on Tuesday, you will hear Elizabeth Johnston, the activist mommy on Wednesday. John Leffler, Steel on Steel Radio. It's been a while since we reconnected with John. We're going to have him next Thursday. And then, gosh, it's been so long since we've had Julianne Appling on, the Wisconsin Family Council. She'll be on next Friday. Also, the following Monday, Shane Eidelman. And at the end of the month, we have our Q Drive. So if you'd like to pledge your support or even donate to our ministry, we have our fundraiser at the end of the month. It is a three-day, April 27, 28, 29. We do this twice a year, and we are listener-supported. So this is what we do. We thank you for all the donations that have already come in. We are blowing past 60% of our goal, and we're two weeks away from our fundraiser, a week and a half. So thank you guys so very much. We've got uh, donations coming in from different parts of the country. We appreciate being able to stream online at q90fm.com. That's how a lot of people listen to Stand Up For The Truth. So thank you guys. God bless you. Have a great weekend. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.